also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you have a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah. Where did you think it was gonna go. Great. I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm just, every time now, every time I hear the opening, it still just gets me. It's great. It's very funny. I think it's our funniest one. <laughs> it's champagne taste at Taco Bell. That was, a, that, was a, that was a great moment by Chad, for it's, sure. It's very good. It's very good. I like getting Chad on periodically just because he does have, like, all the inside jokes with us. Well, he's a man about town. Yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> Wayne, do you know what a man about town is? I mean, not probably in the way you're referencing. <laughs> What, what way are you referencing? I don't know, a man about town. You know, he's about. I'm a man about town, probably, <laughs> in the way that I'm referencing, not the way that you're so referencing. So you think you know what a man about town is, right? Yeah, he's about town. <laughs> you can't use the term yeah, that's in the like definition. Say, that's like saying, uh, what's, what is coffee? Well, coffee is coffee. Yeah, yeah. it's coffee, yeah. You can't say that. He's that's... a man, and he's about the town. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> he goes around, he hangs out, he's cool. He's all about the town. Yeah, he's all about the town. Right. <laughs> Walks into all the shops, says what's up to the folks. Lord, you know, calls them folks. <laughs> I'm glad you don't know what it is because I clearly did not either. <laughs> what uh, is it? Is it a thing it's from a previous episode? Uh, Chad, Chad was like trying Chad. to reference like Tom Bees. Yeah, he's he was like talking a, about Tom Bees, wasn't a he? A man who is like everywhere and like people just know him. Basically, yeah. like the way that I understood yep. the way Chad was trying to explain it was like, yeah, he's he's well known everywhere mm-hmm. in the town. Oh no! So that we have it in the same way. We mean it in the same way. I'm a man about town. Everyone knows. You can't me. keep using the same words to explain what you're That's trying better to defi- say. No, I adopt that definition. <laughs> that was a great one. Oh man! Well, here we are. Uh, Saunders stories, chapter fifty something. Fifty six. Fifty six. Oh. Season three, mm-hmm. episode six. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our guy Wayne Memet here. What's up? Yeah. Um. And uh, reoccurring guest now. Yeah, I always get excited when Wayne's going to be on here because <laughs> yeah. I just expect to laugh a little bit. Well, he texted me a while back. He's like, "Hey, if you ever need a guest, like, let me know." And I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah, when do it. we not need a guest? Right. I mean, more importantly, yeah, I think it's going to work in some of the people that enjoy being on the podcast for you know things that make sense. Like we're going to talk about record hop today, so having Wayne on makes sense for sure. Um, you should have me on for Maggie's podcast. Uh, next, well, it was going to be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, or next week for for our listeners. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, so we're drinking record hops around the table right now. This was a this yeah. is a podcast we've been trying to work in for a while, mm-hmm. and it just felt like the right time to finally talk about this beer with Volume mm-hmm. Five launching. Yep. Uh, and the the uh, the much uh, infamous. Uh, Northern Discovery Hop. Yeah, there's so much depth to this story, but then also the beer itself. So it definitely deserves, you know, our time to talk about it on the podcast. So we've never talked about Record Hop. I don't. I'll, I mean, be, I'll be honest with you. 
Yes, we've talked about it. Have no, we talked about it, but we haven't had like a record. It has episode. not had a dedicated episode okay. that, oh. that I, it, I don't it, believe. Yeah, I don't know either. We've done so many at this point. Okay, we probably have, but if we have, flex, but it's, okay, it's been it. a while. I I, okay, all it's right. at a minimum been a while. It's worth re- revisiting Absolutely. at the minimum, but definitely introducing. I well, got you, I yeah. think I, unless we did one and I can't remember, and Danny, uh, to your flexing moment there, we've just done so many that it's just right. hard to. Well, and like some of them. 56. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I also, for the life of me, cannot remember. Like, I was looking up what episode was Mella today, and Mella was episode 11. Jeez. Jeepers creepers. It's been 47. Were you, even, were you had you even become PNP think, by episode I think 11? that was one of the ones where you guys did it, and I was just there to, like, record and then edit afterwards, but I wasn't actually on yet. We were still trying to figure out, like, the dynamic of, like, who's on the podcast at that mm-hmm. point. That's a fair point. I think it, it was, like, a couple after that that I just was consistently on after that. Okay. Um, we were still it, trying to get in our rhythm at that point. At, at, nonetheless... Uh, this is a beer that has rotated now five different times intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it, it now having Northern Discovery, it warrants another discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know about y'all. So, so for a lot of people, I'm getting a lot of different results. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's personally my favorite record hop, uh, but I am also obsessed with the Northern Discovery hop. So mm-hmm. uh, that's not really any secret. For those that don't know a ton of the lineage of the Northern Discovery Hop. We'll talk a little bit about it today, but um, I definitely encourage going back and listening to... The Midwest Haze podcast, which yep. offhand I don't remember. It was I think it was four or three or four. It was like one of the first couple. That was the Midwesterner, and then we did another one for Midwest Haze right. in the 20s, I believe. So we've, I, we've definitely talked about Northern Discovery Hops in a couple different fashions, but it was for previous beers and yeah. that beer has evolved itself as well so yeah, for sure and and it was actually one of the first I, was it three or four i thought it was two but it may have been three or you four. you know what it, now that you say that it might have been um, and that was that was when we we had we had both Haley and chase on yeah to we talk also about we also it. had them on for the midwest haze podcast that's right as well that's right really fun um and that was a that we were a little bit more in a rhythm Correct. At that point, I remember that being a, a pretty informative, good episode. That Mid- podcast, Midwesterner, was number two. I have Spotify. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Midwest Haze was a good represent, like a, a good podcast representing the beer. Like we had the correct For people sure. on. We talked about it correctly. You guys didn't have a record hop podcast, but Jeff Parker's podcast was number nine, and there's no way you didn't talk about record hop. <laughs> well, at the time, <laughs> that's at a good point. Episode nine, he was probably still a you betcha guy because oh, we yeah. probably didn't even have record hop at that time. No, we opened with Record Hop. Uh-huh. I know, but remember there was a like eight month gap in between that beer point. running out and then us ro- like going to the rotating series. That's a great point. Because we're trying to keep up with you best Bro, sales. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Midwest Haze was a year ago. Okay. On March seventeenth. Oh okay. wow. Followed up by the episode that was episode thirty one. Thirty two was titled Uncertain Times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was basically me, Chad, Justin, and Chase just hanging out and yeah, we talking were playing. about this shit show that the world <laughs> if, is. If you wanna if you wanna go back and hear uh 
before the pandemic, go listen to the Midwest Hayes podcast. Yeah. And hear how great we were, how happy we were. We were probably excited. we were probably so excited for the weather oh, to break yeah. and for our sales and to open pick up. And yeah, we have a full oh. sales staff. Yeah, I'm sure that was all like sunshine rainbows. And then the next one's like, fuck us. Yeah, and two oh. weeks later, I was delivering beer. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. My, my two my favorite podcast or not my favorite podcast but like my favorite podcast title is the one where it was just me and Justin and we called it um, Rational Adults or oh, yeah, Rational Adults that's it it was somewhat yeah, yeah. somewhat did rational did we get like adults. a review or something that was like from two somewhat irrational adults yes. like, Whoa, that was relatively presumptuous <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. referred to the whole company as rational adults yeah. I was like dude we've never Whoa, claimed that we are no. that <laughs> we're uniquely crafted we are not rational adults that's a fact <laughs> I claim to be a lot of things I've also been called a lot of things yeah nor, never have I claimed nor have I ever been called rational and it matters right. or an adult <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, that's a good point uh, yeah adult is the most loose part of yeah. that sentence yeah <laughs> That's I am good. a child in a 27-year-old's <laughs> body. I am an irrational child. That's oh, pretty good. I just have That's adult funny. money and the ability to drink. That's the only difference. <laughs> Which doesn't translate to anything rational right. or adulthood. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many good videos out there of like, I'm still a child with just adult money now. <laughs> yep. That's pretty funny. That's Dude. pretty good. Oh man. So all right, so let's let's just jump right in. So I mm-hmm. I'm just going to I'm going to blanket statement this because we've we've now teased it a few times. Northern Discovery for those that don't know is a hop that um Haley, who is our uh director of strategic director of strategic partnerships. Say that three times. It's always time. a mouthful for me. Yeah. Um she's added something to it since she's kind of like evolved the definition of her role, which yeah. is really it's funny to me. It's awesome. Um, she is uh, jack of all trades, honestly, yeah, and, sure. and, and my right hand, uh, one of them, and um, it is is fantastic. Events, charitable giving, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, she also happens to be um, the better half of Chase, everyone's favorite podcast star. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, many years ago, her family found uh, this wild hop growing on their family farm in Wisconsin. They decided to... Uh, prop it up, um, and um, create a hop farm out of it exclusively with this Northern Discovery hop. And um, as it sits today, we are now the only brewery in Ohio that uses it, Mm -hmm. um, that has rights to it. And um, I believe only one of two breweries in the country or in the world that use it, the other being in Wisconsin. And we are trying hard to actively get the exclusive rights to it, hopefully coming soon. So... Um, it, it's, uh, it's a completely unique hop to me. It definitely has different characteristics over time. I, I've, I haven't had a hop profile like this before. I gotta I say this is well, pe- being a sales rep mm-hmm. and with a brewery that deals with a lot of different hops. I have to talk about a lot of different hops. I got to know right. what these profiles are. Cause people are going to challenge me on it. And like, people ask me like, what's your favorite hop? I usually say Sabro because that's when people know. Mm-hmm. But, like, the opposite of Sabro is Northern Discovery, and I love this one just as much. Yeah. Because it's, like, really earthy. It's got those, like, nice melony green, like, just the, I call them summertime notes. It's like yeah. honeydew melon to me. Like yeah. cantaloupe, honeydew melon. Yeah. Some, 
And it like strays away from, you know, I almost feel like breweries really lean into two different hot blends. And mm-hmm. sometimes that goes into styles, but, you know, typically like the hot blends are like the tropical fruity notes or like the piney, like gummy notes, right? And like there's not a ton in the middle, right? Where I feel like this kind of fits in the middle where the bitterness from the hop kind of like leans to that West Coast style, the piney style. But then, like, green cantaloupe kind of, like, stone fruit notes almost kind of flirt with that tropical note. So it it falls in that, like, happy medium in a good way. Yeah. What's pretty cool about it is it, is it evolves really quick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in my opinion, in a really positive way. So you get those, those cantaloupe melon notes for the first 30 to 45 days, I would say, probably. And then it, it almost gets into a uh, like a sugar snap pea cucumber like okay. characteristic. I've never from, had I've never had record hop in my fridge for more than forty five days. So, uh, <laughs> it's never made it that long. I don't know that I've ever had. Fair. Well, outside of my cellared beers, I don't think I've ever had a beer that's lasted forty five days. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's fair. I've gotten real. I used to be really bad about like buying beer, putting it in my fridge, drinking some of it, buying new beer, and then putting that new beer in the front. Now I'm like very proactive about like moving the new beer to the back, oh, making sure I get, yeah get through the old stuff first, Oof, not the old stuff, is, but the previous uh, stuff. That is quite diligent of you. Yeah, it would just be a disaster otherwise. Like I, like Jen and yeah. I always joke that her and Brad don't do that, and they just like they fi- do not. They find random shit in their fridge all the time, and it's they so have, funny. They have a mystery beer fridge at their house that I've I've witnessed multiple times, and I am dead serious. There's got to be a war in there somewhere. Uh, Every bit of every bit of two or three of them, I would say. And yeah. That that beer fridge probably still has home brews that I brewed for them <laughs> back in like 2013. That's right. awesome. I'm not even kidding. Like oh, it's yeah. it's it's hilarious. Do you guys ever feel like people overplay the importance of what the hot blend actually is? Like I talk to some I talk to some friends and they'll be like, "Yeah, my favorite hop is Citra." I'm like, "All right, mm. well, like like 90 percent of beers in Cincinnati have Citra in them." Like, I don't know how much you're really... Like, so, I, think you, I think you just had a beer that you liked that had Citra in it. So right, I, I think you're right on that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the hot blend is over... I, I think we're getting to the point in Cincinnati where the, the hot blend is absolutely matters, especially on the delicate beers like the Double New England. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we had Hundo P come out. Three other breweries had a Double New England come out the exact same week, and all of them had different hot blends. I don't even know what... Well, besides Nelson, what was in Hondo Sa- B? Strata. Was it was it Nelson and Strata? Yep, that's what's yeah, on I'm, the can. I'm getting it all confused now. Yeah, Nelson happens to be my favorite hop, so mm-hmm. I'm a very right. very terrible person to ask about this. Yeah, um, I mean Hondo P might be my about Hondo P. Yes, yeah, Hondo P might be my favorite IP we've ever made. Um, oh. I w- I will say this. Um, I don't think hop blends are irrelevant or don't matter. I think there are certainly times where uh, it's as much marketing as it is anything else. I think it's, it's. I think that's that's ultimately the underlying point that I have. I will say this: I think that there are times where people think I don't like this hop, and they try a beer, and turns out they really liked it. I think they're, you yeah, know, you know, hops. So hops vary by so many factors, right? The way that they were. The way that they were grown on the farm matters. The what temperature, farm? what farm it was, when it was harvested. Yep. It, 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 it's just it like anything changes that grows from in the crop ground. year yep. to year, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there's there's similarities, and yeah, they matter. But also, 
how bitter the beer is changes how you taste exactly. some of the hops, right? That's right. You just talked about double. You talked about Hundo P, right? That beer has a low bitterness, so you right. you get more flavor out of those dry hops, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the way that Northern Discovery tastes in this record hop is completely different than the way that it tastes in, in Midwest, Midwest Haze. Yep. Yeah. So so yeah, largely your statement is accurate, Danny. I think I think that it's overblown and overplayed in most cases. But I do think it matters where the hop is intended to shine. Correct. There was a there was a, a beer um, a beer series. I think it was Tired Hands, but I don't know from certainty. Um, there was a series called I Don't Want to Be You. Yeah, no, that was Vale. Uh, vale, okay. It was no IBUs. Yeah, it was no zero, bitterness. Well, zero zero, zero um, um uh, re- like recorded yeah. IBUs, right, yeah, yeah, by, yeah, yeah, by yeah. the standards. Perceived bitterness. That's right, yeah. that's right. So so basically there was no bittering hops. They added them all in the dry mm-hmm. hopper or mm-hmm. uh, in flame out. And um, I think in a beer like that, the hop really shines um, because there's, there's, you know, nothing, there's no bittering backbone to that. Right. Uh, but in a beer like this, Danny, mm-hmm. um, I think largely – we could potentially use a couple of different hops in it, and the same. Pe- not that, not that it would taste the same, but the same people that love this beer would probably love it if the hops were a little bit different too. I so, think, sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, I would say that for what I would call green can IPAs. So yeah, 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 the record hop, as we're talking about, it's a, it's our what I, when I sell to people, I tell them it's our green can IPA. Meaning, meaning West Coast dank, West piney, Coast bitter. dank. If you look at someone's green packaging, ours compares to that. But what separates it is that we change the hops, and those hops do add notes. So people that really like craft beer will understand, and they they might not notice right away. But after they have a couple, maybe they have a four left over, and they try them together. Like, oh, I see how it's really different. It's a cool thing for the craft beer nerds, which are part of our favorite customers. So we get to have that green can IPA, but we get to differentiate. I mean, I, I think I think uh, also too. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I, it's it's um, it's so much more than just what hops are in it, right? right. Uh, and I, I I would hate for it to be disrespectful to our brewers. Right. The malt bill on this beer exactly. is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's refreshing. And, it's crisp. Yep. All, all of that there gives you enough of that, like, heaviness to it to make it, you know, stick to your bones a little bit. That's right. Like, yeah. The, hop, the hops matter, but the whole beer has to work. It's exactly right. So, so I, have, I have two points. Um, the malt bill is the perfect point that you brought up. I'm happy you said that because I think that that allows for, like, let's say you, you do pick a favorite record hop. You're still going to enjoy the rest of them because right. the beer is largely the same. That's right. Just the hops are changing. So that's literally just like a flavor that's changing. That's but right. you're still going to enjoy the next iteration. Maybe you like it a little less, a little bit more, but you know, you're still, you're not going to not like the beer just because the hops change, right? It's funny. Oh, keep going. And then I have a comment on that. I, I, think, and I have another one. I think my, I think my hop statement, uh, the, the underlying question was, or the underlying statement was that I think a lot of people have, like, clinged on to specific hops because they have a good beer that features that hop. But I also think that, like, 
like that's just a crapshoot because like what if you have a there's crappy citra beers out there too right just because you have citra and it doesn't mean that it's you better be a not throw labat blue citra under the bus right now i'm telling you right now <laughs> I, I, will, ha- I didn't even know that was a thing bro i drank it a couple years ago bef- like when they were doing soft lunch i was in buffalo and i'm like what is that they're like oh it's a new thing i'm like well let's try it and i was like Oh, yeah, I'll drink 100 of these. <laughs> Labatt Blue Citra? I got to drink 100 of them because a distributor in Ohio brought them in because they carry Labatt Blue, and mm. they sat on the bottom shelves at Kroger for months and were returned, <laughs> and I was able to pick up a bunch that's of like them. That's like the last thing the oh, Labatt dude, Blue yeah, that's, right. that's right. It's a green can. If you ever find a fresh one, try it because it's like, oh, it's great. I'll, yes, I love it. Is it just Citra Dry Hop yeah. Labatt Blue? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think it's an IP. It's an IPA. No, it's an I- it's okay. a yeah. It's, it's a, a completely ale. different beer. It's a pale okay. ale, but but it's brewed uh-huh. like it's it's the it's lo- a different beer. Well, yeah. Who right. knows? <laughs> My it's funny enough. I went to college with a bunch of kids from Buffalo and Rochester, so like they got me hooked on Labatt and Molson in college. Yeah. I still love those. I drink Labatt Blue at Xavier games. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because it's like what they have on draft, uh-huh. and it's easy to get. It cracks me up that Labatt Blues on draft at Centos Arena. And, uh, they only work with one distributor. That's why. Ohio Valley. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's the, like, like macro lager that they have available, yeah. which I don't hate. I'd re- I actually like Labatt Blue way more than, like, Bud Miller, Coors. Yep. Interesting. I, yeah. So what I would say, to pull all the hop questions, I think hops matter and super delicate, non-bitter beers like Hondo P. You got it. Like, if you have a favorite hop, you got to seek those styles out because that's where you're going to get to taste your favorite hop. But if you're drinking someone's green can IPA and you're like, oh, I really – you might get notes of it. You're probably not getting the full flavor of that. You're getting a lot of other stuff put into it. For sure. Outside of just that hop. So like this one, what I when I'm selling it to people, what's really nice is that the beer is the same. It is this time. I wish we had a video podcast so everybody could see the really really crappy beer that Danny just. Danny's produced. not a bartender, um, but the thing is, is that when I sell this to people, it's like it people that like previous versions will like this version. That's what I was about to say. Yes, but. People that really love our beer will notice differences that'll keep them coming back to keep trying it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. What I was going to say is, is more to your previous comment, almost any time I talk to a consistent record hop drinker, they're not giving me a clear cut. Oh, five's my favorite. Right. Four was my favorite. Two was my favorite. I like it's, it. it's almost always, I like this, but I also liked this one. Or it's, mm-hmm. this one might still be my favorite. I also like this one. At the end of the day, they're, they're, again, the beer itself is good, and it all works together enough that the, the hops give it a nice, fun little flair to it. Right. But if you like a West Coast IPA, you're going to like this Listen, beer. the hops in this beer are the toy at the bottom of the cereal box. You love Cookie Crisp. You're buying Cookie Crisp. Sometimes it comes with a set of pogs. Sometimes <laughs> it's a paper doll that you give to your sister. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You still eat Cookie a Crisp. A set of pogs? Were pogs ever in a cereal box? I collected oh, pogs. Uh, me too. Dude, I, I had a po- dude. I had a pog maker where you could print a, a, a counterfeit pogs. Counterfeit pogs. Oh man, you could I wouldn't have even thrown with you, dog. You wouldn't have gotten to slam my pogs with your counterfeit BS. Dude, I, I I had great slammers. Oh, I had a Shack pog set. There were all like photos of him while he was at LSU. It was awesome. 
I would play for those. Dude, do you think people – do you think Pogs are going to come back? No, like no they've are? tried. they tried in the court. <laughs> if they didn't come back in the past year, they're not coming back. It's true. Oh Everything is if, back in the past year. anything that wanted to come back was coming back in 2020. And Ooh, except cassette tapes. I think cassette tapes make a run oh. again. I do. I think people like vinyl too much. Vinyl's great. I love and vinyl. I think vinyl's sticking around. Oh yeah, vinyl's not going anywhere. Cassette tapes are coming. But vinyl, back, vinyl went away for two decades. Yeah, decade and a half maybe. The like, hardest vinyl to get is from the mid '90s, like music that released in the mid '90s because they weren't making vinyls. Like Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost have to get like a, a well, reissue. You're of getting it, yeah. reissues. Yeah. All of those '90s vinyls are getting re- reissued now. Yeah. So. Wayne's Wayne's super hip to vinyl. Did you know that? Dan? Yeah. He just, called me about vinyl day to or uh, yeah. About vinyl day. Well, you mean record store day? Record or? store day. Is, okay. is, I'm rec- not into vinyl, so I don't know anything about it. I prefer I, Spotify. <laughs> we don't have to have this on a podcast. You can cut. Yeah, record hop and record store day. I think is a yeah. easy tie-in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole reason that our, that our logo exists like it does is because I was super into. I still am super into vinyl records and music in general. It's we talk about it on the podcast. You have and, all those records up in your apartment t- right now. Uh, I do not. I have them stored somewhere <laughs> that they cannot get destroyed by one of my my minions. That's probably a good cause. Yeah, they're all. Uh, but I, I mean, I love them. I, yeah, I, I collect vinyl for sure. Uh, I'm a collector of just about anything. Though. Join the club. I got Lego. I got vinyl. Yeah, I got magic cards yeah. from a kid for the day. Oh, you yeah. should probably sell those magic cards, man. They're probably worth something today. I'm waiting. I'm serious. I know. Yeah. Oh, I've got. Oh no, I've got insurance on my magic cards. Yeah. I know how much my cards are worth. <laughs> I'm a collector, dude. I know. What are you waiting on? Uh, if my kid wants to play with them. That's fair, I guess. I liked it. I still know the rules. <laughs> you do or you Wayne's still? just secretly hoping that Eloise will play with him. Yeah. I just, I just need someone to play I, with. You can't play magic by yourself. Is that the whole point of having a kid? Yep. Hopefully they like something you like, too. Oof. <laughs> well... <laughs> So let's talk out of the other side of our mouths yeah. here, can we? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so we just, we just went on a 20-minute rampage uh, <laughs> or tirade or whatever word you want to use here about uh, how if you like this beer, you like this beer. Um, hops are the hops. It is what it is. Right. Do you all have a favorite? I do. I, I'm, like, heavily torn. I loved three. Okay. I'm going to flip the game and say one. I'm not. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I loved three. I thought Lotus was incredibly unique, and I liked the flavor profile. Um, kind of in the same vein as this, where it kind of falls in the middle of the two different typical IPA styles that you find, I felt like Lotus kind of gave a profile that was very unique, and it was unlike a beer that I've really ever had before, which is kind of how I feel about this one. I'm drinking the shit out of this one. Mm-hmm. I'm also, like, funny enough, really getting back into my IPA days. Okay. Like, like my, my beer fridge is, like, loaded with IPAs Never left right them. I, I never did really either, but I was doing a lot of exploring there for probably about a year where I was, like, picking up a lot of different styles and kind of testing out what I really Dude, liked. And I just ended up going right back to IPAs. I went up to Dayton to buy a bunch of Branch and Bone IPAs because, like, I'm tired of buying bullshit. I was like, I love Sonder beer. I need, I need to try something different. And I was like, I'm just going up there. I'm just oh, gonna I, I've been have. on record for saying that I'm probably the person in this place that drinks the most out, most beer that is not Sonder. No, I, I, JP. JP drinks a ton of non-Sonder beer. I feel like he drinks a lot of I, – I, him and I are probably in the same vein. Yeah. I drink a lot of non-Sonder beer just because I – I'm still that consumer that loves trying new beers. I, dude, I drink a lot of non-Sonder beer out in the market. Like, I, when if I go to them on my accounts, I'll 
drink a Sonder beer, but then if they have something good on, like I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. drink something else. Like I love supporting my own brand, but I know that it sells on its own. So I don't need to buy that to clear the line. Like right. I get to drink something else. People love our beer. So yeah, I'm a regular at BC's Montgomery over here and they always have at least one, sometimes two, even three beers from us on tap. And I'm still trying whatever new mm-hmm. they have, like whether it's a style that I prefer or not. Like I'll get a, I'm not much of a sour guy, but I'll grab like a sour ale if it's something I've never had before. Yeah. It sounds good. Or for, it's from a brewery that I know makes good beer, which like they never have bad beer on tap at BC's, but. I got a couple of accounts that I, and I ask, I ask them, I'm like, you know, what's, what's good, you know? And they know that I'm not looking for like, what's the hot, what's the hot beer that everybody wants? Like what actually tastes good. And they, I usually pick up. Beer, not Sonder. Sometimes the quarter- I probably I spend more beer at some places than my commission from the sale that I made to visit. That we, place. we were we were ripping <laughs> on more money. Oh, so yeah. yeah, we were ripping on Brad a little bit on the Cato podcast because he was kind of saying the same uh, thing. He's like, "Yeah, I pick up like a nice bottle of bourbon at some of my accounts," and I'm like, "Yeah, so do you do like the deductive the deductive math of like, all right, I sold this much. This is my commission. I spent this much on alcohol. I have to go sell this much more beer, today. dude. Dude, I don't I don't do that, but I do sometimes <laughs> when I have these things." When we like make beer for people, I'm like, oh, cool, we're making this beer for this thing. It's going to sell this many kegs. Like, oh, I make like $75 off that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you so, can't do that. No, you, you can't don't. do that. It's a volume game, you know. It's, it is a race. It is, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't do that anymore. It's just, it's just funny to say, like, oh, yeah. Right. It I, adds up, though. I, I, I am, uh, I, I, largely because I pretty much have to, but I am. Pretty much exclusively Sonder beer, but yeah. but I also have just a. I mean, it's just a little bit different for me, right? But oh, I mean, I feel, I feel like you pick up the the nostalgia beers for you. Like, uh, like if you're seeing for something, sure. like if you're seeing something in the market that you used to trade for, used to really like, you'll still pick that up. But for the most part, you have Voss, Record Hop, whatever's new, and then like, yeah, actually, that's probably about it. I feel like I always drink Voss when I'm at your place. Yeah, it's it's Voss almost exclusively, and then you well, need some um, Record Hop for Liz. And I Liz's I, favorite is Record Hop. I buy tons of Sonder beer, but mostly to share with other people. Well, so that so I always have. Here's kind of here's become kind of my drinking patterns, if you will. Right, um, I always have Voss in my fridge. Mm-hmm. I always have what's new in case someone comes over. Yep, and almost always people are looking to try it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I have my favorites of that. Like, I, I'll have cases and cases of Carmen's. Mm-hmm. I love that beer. Yep. You um, always had Voss on tap at your bar downstairs. And I, too, and I will at the new place. Yep. Um, we'll have Voss and Record Hop always on mm-hmm. uh, for Liz and I. And then How many taps are you going to have? Uh, I'll have two upstairs on our outdoor bar. Okay. Um, so I'm building an outdoor bar after we move in. I'm going to build that myself. And then I'm doing a downstairs bar while I have four taps. Okay. So is it, did you take your old Can setup? I be the sales rep to your bar? <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Did, uh, you, did you take your old bar? Or I wasn't leave? able to. I you had to leave it. it at the house. Uh, that's a, that's, that was probably a good selling point, though. It, I think I am of the belief that it, it sold the house. Oh. That, that basement bar that my dad and I built, it stings. It still stings to think about. Have you seen Paul and Maggie's bar in their basement? It's I have awesome. It's old school as fuck. Oh, dude, you could probably make them an offer and pull out the pieces and use it as your bar. <laughs> it will, Paul it will, hates it, and he wants to paint this, like, beautiful wood. I'm like, dude, you absolutely... Like, sorry, we can cut this part out too. It, it looks like it's from the eighties. <laughs> so, so you never saw our old basement. No, you, I didn't. But your, your basement bar was dope. It was so. I found this old barn in Ohio, and I bought all the barn wood for oh, like, you told me for like four hundred fifty bucks. 
and I put it all over the house, like, and it, it really tied the whole house yeah. together. But I faced the bar, I did the back bar with it, mm-hmm. did an accent wall, did it upstairs in our our mud room. Your tap system was really great cool. too. Yeah, that came from an old bar. I always feel like your Kentucky. taps poured really good too. Yeah, it took it took a glass to get through it, but then once you were like consistently pouring, it was going really good. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean we were about we, it. We weren't ever really sober at your place. No. So like we were pouring them pretty quickly. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they went relatively quickly. Right, yeah. you just had to get through what was in the line. Yeah, at the new which is like new pretty place. standard everywhere. Yeah, at the new place, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Liz's grandma. Uh, in her house had this old fire extinguisher. I think the date on it's like 1929 or something. Um, and it was the only thing she got from her grandmother's house when she passed. Ugh. And so we still have it today. Yeah. And I'm taking that fire extinguisher and I'm putting it on our bar outside. Nice. Um, and I'm going to put our taps coming out of that fire extinguisher. So it's it's repurposing this that came from her grandmother. But That's it's cool. also like it's going to be our tap tower. So it's just it will come up. I'll run yeah. the lines up yeah, 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 and yeah. come out. And then downstairs, I'm going to put the taps in the wall. But two of the lines in the basement will split off so that it's the same keg for upstairs and downstairs. And they'll have two limited kegs. So I'll have four beers, two different places for two of them. And then the other two will exclusively be in the basement. But so let's get so. All right. Let's get back on on this track. We got got favorites, right? Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm Danny. Danny talked about three. I have commitment issues. So I think three is my favorite. But. This one is, like, so damn close. So what you just said is exactly what I talked about earlier, right? Mm. That's the record off consumer. Yeah. By the way, if I ask you next week, is there a chance you'd say five is now your favorite? No, probably not. I, like, I I hold three in very high regard. But you have commitment issues. I do have commitment issues. But I'm (laughs) I'm loosely committed to three. (laughs) (laughs) You're committed to three until you're not. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, do you have a favorite? Yeah. Four. Oh, okay. Without a question. Dude, when I want Green Can IPA, I want dank. I want as dank as I can get. Mm. I want as much of that dank West Coast flavor as I can get in there. And number four had more of that than anything I've had in Cincinnati. See, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm later to the beer game than most people that work here. So, like, I wasn't really a – I wasn't an IPA guy during the, like, big piney phase of IPA. So, like, I appreciate those, and I like the flavor. And I really liked four, but I think I, I, I heavily lean towards more of, like, the tropical hops versus those. But what's brilliant about it is we released four during the colder months, which is when you aren't really searching for those tropical note flavors. And now here it's getting springtime. We get a little bit of melon, a little summertime. Three was out during the spring and summertime, and it was all citrus and super high, bright flavors. And two was very similar, had a lot of bright flavors to it. One was a completely different beer, uh, a completely different flavor yeah. from the hops of it because that was the the beginning of the cycle. And after we went through that, we started to kind of dial in. So we're changing this seasonally, even if it's very subtle, and to the 90% of the consumers, they won't. No, they're just buying a record hop. They buy a record hop, and they like it. Well, funny story, too. So I played disc golf on Sunday, and one of the guys that I play with a lot brought two of his friends that he's trying to get into it. And it, like, came up at one point. Someone, we were drinking beer during it, but we, were, we all had, like, our macro beers that we liked drinking just because it was a hot day, and we yeah. were playing disc golf. Um, and something, someone asked me a question about a local brewery. I don't even remember what it was, to be honest. And uh, 
one of the guys that we were playing with was like, oh, yeah, I, I really like IPAs. Like, I kind of wish I had brought a couple. And I was like, okay, like, what IPAs do you like? You know, this dude had no idea that I work at Sounder. And he's like, oh, like, Record Hop from Sounder is my favorite IPA. And I'm like, no way. I work there. That's really cool. And I didn't even want to get into the discussion of which one is his favorite. No. Because I almost just wanted it to, like, just be a discussion of the beer as a whole. Because it is its own beer, right? It just... Yep gets a light change every so often. So I, it, it's that delicate, you know, balance of, you know, you're it, getting you're getting relatively the same beer every time. It's just a different taste. And well, the beer if, is if we're breaking into well. percentage, I'd say like 90% of the beer is the same flavor to the perceived buyer. Like mm-hmm. 90% of it's the same, but that extra 10% to the people that love craft beer but want something to drink on the daily – they're happy to have that change in that 10% to give them something to seek after. So, yeah, I, I mean, if we're being transparent on the podcast, which is what Danny and I like to do. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. You did it. You did it. I've actually had it for a couple episodes, but we haven't had like a breaking news segment. All right, give so. me one more. We're going to break this. We, we I pirated are... the shit out of that, too. <laughs> Not legal. <laughs> Come and get us. It, yeah, if you report me, it'll actually be, like, endearing. It'd be a win, yeah. yeah. We so, might get more, more fans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, I mean, we would love, we would love for this beer to be something that we could consistently say, record hop is record hop, and it stays forever. Well, I wanted to ask Wayne the question, do you feel like it rotating hops helps you sell it, or do you feel like you could sell this beer? Here's the thing. Yes. Because we have you betcha. Mm-hmm. You betcha is for us what the Green Can IPA is for a lot of other people, at least in the sales field. So when I go in, people know me because I'm the you betcha guy. I know, I know, I know that that's what they know. That like pains me so much I as know. the marketing guy. But I know, yeah. but they know. I mean, people know what Sonder is, but they mm-hmm. a lot of people. But because that does so well, <clears throat> I'm gonna be like. What I'm able to spot these other brands, but like, why are you carrying something from Washington State that's carried by oh, some other distributor or mm-hmm. you know some national? Carry something local, and it gives me another chance. So I love for us that record hop changes. I could see where it's not in the name for a lot of other people, but because of the name of the beer, because of our logo, because record hop, it's revolving hop. I mean. You want to get into Latin? I used to teach Latin. The Latin word for that record gave us to is literally the word to revolve. So we're revolving the hop is a huge, huge selling point for us. Do we have to do it? Honestly, probably not. I mean, if we really, <laughs> if we weren't going to be on, we probably don't have to do it. I, I don't think we have to do it. But anything, we are a right? uniquely crafted brewery, and we are taking something that everybody else sees as a throwaway. Like, we've got to have this West Coast-style IPA, and we're like, yeah, we'll see your West Coast-style IPA, and we're actually going to find new hops and cool hops to feature in this beer that you're going to drink all of the time to keep it different. But by the way, if you love it, you're always going to love it. It's just going to be different, a little bit different. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, you're you're raising the debate and the question that we talk about all the time, uh-huh. right? Um, do you a um, do you risk potentially losing consumers because they don't love a certain hop, whether they love it or not? Do they see it on the label and go, "I think I hate that beer, so I'm not going to get yep. it"? Right? 
that goes back to my point of like someone having a mosaic beer that they didn't like, and now it's like, oh, I don't like mosaic. Exactly. You just had a bad beer. You didn't have right. a, you didn't you didn't not like mosaic. You didn't not like the hop. You know, there's about five people in Cincinnati that they said they didn't like a specific hop. I would actually believe them. Right. That I talk to regularly. Yeah. I know there's more people, but that I talk to regularly. But if I'm talking to just general Joe Schmo, and they're like. Oh, I don't really like Strata hops. Like, nah, you've definitely had one beer that didn't have a good Strata hop. Yeah, also Strata's in so many beers. So it's like you've definitely had a beer that, like, the thing I hear a lot that makes me lean into this point. It's Mosaic. Well, it's not even Mosaic. Mosaic is a weird example because I think a lot of people, Mosaic has a bad rep right now, even though I love Mosaic. Um, The thing that I hear a lot is, oh, I thought I didn't like X hop, and then I had this beer. Yep. It's like you didn't like X hop because you had a crappy beer. You didn't that had like that X hop beer. In it. Yeah, yep. you didn't like X beer that featured that hop. It's not the hop's fault that you didn't like the <laughs> so beer. I think it's a very complex question. To your point, where does it matter to the general consumer? If we're being honest, probably not. Yep. It, probably not. Mm-hmm. But to the sales rep, to the people that are the fans of Sonder, to the people that really love to explore craft beer and come to Sonder because we have so many different beers and we cover so many different styles. They love it. They love that they and, aren't just getting, for lack of a better example, I love our Ryan guys, friends, truth. You know, there's not just, I'll have a truth. They get to have, oh, re- record hop, what volume is it? Just not even because they are going to order differently if it's a different volume, but because they like to have that little no that knowledge behind the beer. I like that we're almost giving the consumers the ability to really understand what hops can do to a beer. Yes. Because nothing changes in this beer whenever we rotate it besides the hops. Right. So the changes that you're noticing are literally the hop profiles. It's not a different malt build. Right. It's not a like different the, ABV. The bittering's like, the same. The ABV is the same. Correct. The malt build's the same. So Even all the bittering food. hops are the same. Uh, I... Um I'm on the fence about this, uh-huh. and I'm I'm openly on the fence about this. I've talked about this with our uh-huh. team. A I wouldn't mind times. if it stayed this beer for the rest of its life. Um, it's a great beer, yeah. and and um, th- we offer enough different varieties. We offer enough different beers. Hundo P just released, right? If if you're looking for different hop varietals, there are, there are opportunities for you to get that. At the end of the day. I, I am of the belief that this is a good enough beer that if you like West Coast IPAs, you're going to like it. I, yep. I may be wrong. I don't, I don't know that, right? Maybe this is the beer that just forever features Northern Discovery because we love to feature that hop. It's so know? good. Um, and then we use it in a couple other special projects here and there when it when Especially it if we're the only people using it. we got to right. use it in some other stuff, too. Right, right. And that, that's the other side of the story is that we're the only people in Ohio that have access to this hop. So why not feature in a beer that everybody can get everywhere? Yeah, it's funny noticing on Untapped too. I think a lot of people comment on, you know, they they choose to figure out what part of the beer is different to them than what they've ever tried. You know, yep. in reality, it's you know you've never had a hop like this. No, unless you've had Midwest Haze, but even Midwest Haze is a wildly different beer than what this beer is. I'm not some beer scholar. I've had a lot of beers that feature a lot of different hops. I'm mm. not Midwest Haze is probably the cleanest, not the cleanest, but the most flavorful feature of this hop because you just get a lot of that aromatics to it. 
Mm-hmm. No, I've never had a hop like this. Yeah. I've never, never even dreamed of a hop like I this. I love the uniqueness of it. It's obviously such an incredible story. It hits so home for us as far as, you know, being from Haley's, far- Haley's family's farm in Wisconsin and, and just the idea of bringing that family aspect into it. And every beer has a story. This one has a great story. It's well, it's a top three story for and, me. And if I'm going, oh, for a sales rep, I mean, obviously people are curious from the sales side. It's huge to tell the bars, like, we're the only brewery that has this hop yeah so if you like this beer you're not getting this beer from somebody else yeah you're not gonna get it right they might say they have it they don't have it it's funny too because i feel like you know i didn't really realize until we got on the pod today i think our production team was always a little abrasive to letting people know what hops in our beers Mm -hmm. but we've kind of gotten to this point where you know it helps sell the beer right and whether it's a marketing standpoint a sales standpoint like for whatever reason, for whatever it's worth, and I'm of the proponent that the hot blend is not as important as what consumers make it out to be, but it helps sell it, and I think our brewers now kind of are of the belief that, hey, we're going to make a damn good beer, and people can know what's in it, and we don't care. But I would say you got to talk about a couple different brands with that. So, like, for something like Hundo P, I know we've talked about it a couple times, like, it doesn't matter what hop is in that. It's cool for us to say it's Nelson and mm-hmm. it's uh, Strata. And that that's very cool for us to say. And the one out of every hundred people that look at that beer will buy that beer because it has the word Nelson Savin on it. Most people are just buying a dank IPA from Sonder. Yeah. It, it, it's really what they're buying. I saw someone on one of the uh, beer but, groups the other day say that they Sonder is the premier IPA brewery in Cincinnati. I was like, I hadn't thought of it, but I'm all right with that. But, but I would say on the other side, <laughs> if we hid from that, if we didn't tell people what was in it, then, peop, then the super beer nerds, the most vocal of the beer nerds or the beer fans would say, like, what's in this? You know, it, it raises questions if you don't come up front with what's in it. Right. Because so many breweries decide to tell everybody what hops are featured in that beer. Mm-hmm. Yo, I have so many thoughts. I have so many Give thoughts. Give them. I, and I, we can cut them. I, I don't. <laughs> uh, process matters way more than the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we could pack a truck full of the exact ingredients to make Hundo P and deliver it to every brewery in Cincinnati, and for better or worse, every single brewery would come up with a different beer. Some would look different. Some Most would taste different. It's, yes. like, it's like cooking. If you gave all three of us That's the right. same ingredients yes. and the same recipe to a meal. I mean, we've all seen Chopped. Right. That's right. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's a perfect right. example, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Um, I mean, look at the uh, the collaboration beer that we did with Sierra Nevada right after we opened, right? Um, that was the exact same recipe, and everybody brewed it a little bit different, and yep. it tasted a lot different. Yep. Yeah. It's pro- I forgot we did that. <laughs> I would yeah. agree with you that process is the number one factor in, in all of these. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, we could say this has some exclusive hop from whatever, than whoever, it, you know. Mm-hmm. If the beer doesn't taste good, nobody cares. Right. When I open up that can of record hop on the bar to the bartender, or when I open when I pull it up and open it up at the bottle shop that you buy it from, or when I talk about it to Kroger, if the beer doesn't match, we will quickly find out that that beer doesn't match what we say it is. Right. 
Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. I think it goes understated. I think uh, the ingredients get overstated and the process gets understated. I I would 100% agree with that. Ultimately, right? Um, And that's why, you know, you talked about earlier, Wayne, you talked about uh, going up to Branch and Bone for beers. And um, Danny, you talked about having beers at BC's and other things. I'll be honest. um, My, if I'm out at a bar... Um, and I'm ordering a beer. Generally speaking, I'm either ordering a beer from a brewery that I know does things really well, mm-hmm. or I'm getting a cocktail. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I I don't experiment very much anymore because I'm just frankly, I think there's a lot of beer out there that we we hit this point. Um, you know, I, I would imagine this might be a good opportunity to find out how many people actually listen to our podcast because I think what's about to be said um, may be a little polarizing and it may not be... Say it, baby. I'm, I got uh, your back. I will fight you. <laughs> I will fight for you in those beer groups. Um, it, it, it may not be popular and it may not be nice or fun or whatever. And and ultimately, I, I'm for the idea that rising tide raises all boats, right? So we're in Mason. Yep. I, I tell people frequently, go to 16 Lots and go to Common. Yep. The more that we get people in, you know, this this industry, uh, Mark Lortz is a very good friend of mine. He's uh, one of, the, he and his wife founded the Common Beer yep. Company. And Mark and I had a conversation a couple of days ago. And um, I hope that, you know, I've told Mark this multiple times, but I hope that somebody on the podcast hears this and tells him I said this. We send people to the Common. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, the Common uh, ha- has award, literally award-winning beer. They've won awards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and their beer is, is being noticed, and that's great. Their model is completely different than ours. Mm-hmm. It always has been. It always will be. And there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Absolutely yeah. not. And um, You can't I, tell a brewery that their strategy is wrong. 100%. Just like their right? feelings. Just exactly. like their feelings. That's right. I was about <laughs> yep. to say it, and you beat me to it. You're, You're right. never wrong for it's feeling the saying. way that I'm you feel. It's my saying. I'm going to own it. <laughs> <laughs> um, People open businesses with different goals. That's right. And yeah. oh by the way, Mark still busts his ass working his day job right. and then and right. then has the common on the that side. That goes right? that goes understated that this dude That's has right. like a day job That's and right. the common is dude, just seriously? Side gig. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um he I mean Mark's awesome dude. I can barely yeah. handle my day job. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle my day job. Yeah. I was about to say I don't even really handle my day You're job. My boss. Right boss, is boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I say all of this because at the end of the day, I want all beer to be successful. There's yes. a statistic I, I recently heard. I have not fact-checked this. Um, I'm not quite sure how to fact-check this, but I was recently told um, the statistic is um, somewhere between 74 and 80%. So I think, the, I think the number I heard was like 75%, but it's, it's a very high number of craft beer consumers, and a craft beer consumer is defined as somebody who drinks two or more craft, who purchases two or more craft beers in a six-month span, okay? So, so, okay. so, so that's a craft beer consumer. All right. right? So, so how do we, so as, as craft breweries, how do we win? We win by eliminating that. And I think there's, there's becoming this weird thing right now that um, quite honestly I'm fearful of and I, I want to get out in front of and I, I want to be a leader in this industry in this that we all win by by dropping that 70 plus percent number yeah. that's how we all win yeah I, you, go ahead Wayne. Uh, i was just to say as a sales rep when i'm in the market if i walk into a 
bar. This happens often. And I'm at a bar and I'm talking to the rep and or talking to the buyer and another rep comes in like, oh, the competition, it's fretboard for whatever reason. Yeah. Which by the way, we and love I, those guys. And I'm like Kevin Moreland helps us. He's he he and Chase are friends. Well, and I'm friends with the reps. Like their new rep, Todd, is like one of my greatest yeah, friends straight in fear. Clouds he's, Todd. He's in, straight clouds Todd. So <laughs> I will say is like, no, we are not competition. We're on the team against the eight other tap yeah. handles that are on that that's tap right. handle. That's right. That are not oh, by, the, oh, by the way, that's right. Not in Cincinnati. Oh, right. by the way. Oh, by the way. Fat tire. Get rid of the fat tire handle and add on a Cincinnati. Exactly. Beer, right. If, if you, if every beer on every tap handle and the major bars in Cincinnati are all Cincinnati brewed beers, and I'm talking every, I'm not, no exceptions for Bud Light or any other, any, if it's all, then we're competition. Yes. Then we're competing against That's each right. Other. That's right. Until he, then, we're on the same team making sure that people in Cincinnati know that the beer in Cincinnati is as good, if not better, than anywhere else in the world that you can get it. And you don't need to get it shipped from Portland, Oregon to have a good West Coast style IPA. You can have a freaking record hop here at Sonder. Do you know do you know that um, statistically the US drinks fifty percent less beer per capita than the rest of the world? Yep. So 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 there's this idea that this craft beer bubble is gonna burst, right? We drink fifty percent less beer per capita than the rest of the world. Oh, by the way, it's like eighty percent less than Europe, right? Right? Which Europe? I mean, Germany. Come on, but I, I think but, I think we're in this. You know, go ahead and finish your point. I, my point is: here is what I was going to say, and, and this is the part that may not be popular. I am also okay with having honest conversations with people that everybody opened these breweries at the same time, or, or a large group of people opened breweries at the same time. Man, I. I had this vision for Sonder, and I'm not. Look, I'm not saying I did it right because I mess up every single day, and I we own all that. I own that, man. There are many things that I do wrong, and I know that. I would like to say the thing I'm most proud of at Sonder is our people and our team, and I and that and I stand by that. Our beer is freaking awesome, but I stand by our team. Here's the deal: a lot of people decided I'm not for corporate America. I have a homebrew beer. I'm going to open a brewery. And, and that's the American dream, and you're able to do that. But the reality is, as, as, as that number shrinks, as that, as that number, that 70-something percent number shrinks and more people are going to craft, um, they're becoming more educated, and they're becoming more uh, well-versed on what good beer is. My thing is, rising tide raises all boats, right? I just want good beer in our market. Yep. And I want good beer in the country. And so the whole thing, 360 here, let's just go 360. When I'm not drinking Sonder beer and I'm at a bar or I'm somewhere, generally speaking, I'm only drinking beer that I know unequivocally for the most part. It might be a style I don't like, but I'm drinking it from a brewery that I'm pretty damn sure makes really good beer. Yeah. Even when I go to Asheville and I don't know all those breweries, I'll pick a brewery, and I'll be like, I'll have theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, that happens in Cincinnati with local favorites. For sure. For sure. sure. And I'll, I'll call them out because it's, it's a good thing. I sell beer out in Harrison, and Northern Row, owned by Big Jim, who also owns JTM. <laughs> Northern, Row, Northern Row is making some damn good beer. People walk in there, and they're like, they, they will just say, and I've heard this from accounts, we'll have Jim's beer, yeah. which is just whatever Northern Row is on yeah. tap. It does, and, and Brennan, the – 
sales rep yeah. from them, he's like, I don't sell them the same beer. It's always different. Brendan's the man. We hang Brendan out with him at Fallen all the he's time. He's awesome. He, he's one of my favorite people. Ma- Maggie industry. and her husband, Paul, Maggie's our director of HR. Her and her husband, Paul, were at Northern Row this past weekend. Uh-huh. And she came in here and told me, she's like, Northern Row, uh, we went in, and before they even knew that I worked at Sonder, were talking about how much they love Sonder. And they were talking. That's the, that's the heart of this industry. Yep. Yeah. But yep. at the same time, we have to be honest with everyone, and we have to talk about, all right, I, I can appreciate your dream, and I can appreciate what you're doing, but your beer needs a little work. Yep. And and be able to accept that. Yep. Um, but not be a dick about it. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. it's right. I mean, I think that, you know, two things, right? First off, I think that we are insanely blessed here in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the most underrated beer town in America. I will stand starting to get noticed. That just got just got you know named top five beer drinking city. I, mean, in the I will stand by it. You tr- travel travel around the Midwest. Travel to the South. Travel to the like Southwest. There is not a beer town in those areas that has breweries like this. I definitely agree. You don't even have to travel that far. <laughs> That's right. You could travel an hour and a half away from the city in almost any direction. And the big stars are the big stars, and outside of that, it is garbage. There is not it, the depth of breweries that we have here in Cincinnati. But there you, is there you, is a there is a good brewery within five miles wherever you live. You uh, could pretty much yeah. walk into any brewery in Cincinnati, and you'll probably probably have a pretty good beer. Most there's likely, a, there's a high there's a high there's a high you know well and, or to Danny's point. You, you can go within 25 miles of, of in, a, in a circular radius of Cincinnati and be within 20 minutes of yeah. a very, very high-quality brewery almost right. at any time. Right, and we're lucky to have that. There's very few yeah. cities that have it's anything true. even close to that. And, yes, like, and I say an hour and a half. Like, Indy has some really great breweries. But there's a lot of ones I skip. Same with Columbus. I mean, we can name yeah. any city yeah, around us. I mean, us. you go down, go down the list, right? And, yeah. and, Louisville, great, Lexington. Great breweries that you definitely want to visit, and we're not going to call it anyone's names because we don't want any drama. There's some ones you definitely skip. There's a good brewery in all of those cities we just talked about. Exactly. At they're least just, one, if not two or three. There just aren't nearly But as there many aren't as 10 as or 20 like there are in Cincinnati. Right. Whereas you could do a tour of visiting 10 sure. breweries and all of them have award, literally award-winning beer. For sure. The thing that I'm still working on in my personal life is I'm the dude that still goes to other breweries. My, I live in Oakley. My friends yep. love going to Mad Tree. I'll run into people at Mad Tree, and you know, it's it comes off it comes off worse to me than what probably they're intending. But they're like, "Oh, isn't this competition for you? Like, why are you here?" I'm like, "No, yeah. no, no, no!" Like, yeah, the, we like these guys. They like us. They stop at our brewery. We stop at them. Like, it bro- never. It's never. And I know this is where you were going. You kind of alluded to this. It's not with the other breweries. It's with the it's with the consumer. The consumer thinks yeah. there's this battle or this war, and it, and and there's just not. Yeah, like I, I Brady Duncan at Madtree, right. uh, one of the founders of Madtree, yeah, is a very good friend of mine. He was on my advisory board for the bank to loan us money to start this company. Right, I had to have an advisory board. He was on that list. Like I get sad when breweries close. Like, for sure, I, me too. I'm not, I'm not rooting for that. Scott LaFollette no. is 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 yeah. an elite human. He is he's a legend in Cincinnati. Elite when Blank Slate brewer. closed, absolutely. I mean, god dang. The, yeah. I mean, the, the entire city mourned yes. when Blank Slate closed down. The, the craft beer community in Cincinnati can all win together. For sure. Yes, I'm a firm believer. I am. And I am as well. There are plenty. Have of you guys bars. ever heard of a place? Have you guys ever heard of a a situation or a time? 
when um, it, this is, I always find this bizarre, right? Have you ever gone to a place um, and heard somebody say, "Another burger bar, another wing joint, just another place where where there where you can get wings or you can get burgers"? I, I haven't. I have. I, I don't hear Wayne, that. Wayne's that guy, but I'm not. But I'm that guy that's big. You know what I? He, you know yeah. what I hear? Wayne's you know? Wayne's the guy that doesn't want pizza anymore. He doesn't want burgers anymore, which I get. I, uh, I'm fine with bro, it. Bro, don't don't throw don't pin burgers on me. I had burger today. Yeah, but I you're, just, you're, but you're, I just said, and you shook your head. Uh, my point is, here's my thing. For whatever reason, we've gotten to this point where it's like, oh, another brewery. Well, wow, no. we don't need another brewery. But but you never hear oh another burger joint. Right. When, when I there's walk no into shortage. A, you know what you know what I want a good beer and a good burger. When I walk into an account, they're like oh there's too many craft breweries. I'm like I'll come back to you when my list is full and I don't need to get back. To right. You. Yeah. You know like I would love to sell beer to anybody <laughs> yeah. in Cincinnati that wants to buy our beer for sure. I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince somebody that thinks there's too many craft breweries and wants to keep. Tropicana on their line, but I was about to say, but they're but they're putting on, but they're right. putting on, you know, whatever. But, Insert. Yeah, they're selling a half barrel of Tropicana a week, and it's like, well, I mean, you got a better beer that's cheaper here. They're putting on Goose that. Island yeah. three one two, right. and they sell a cool. keg every six right. weeks. Right, exactly. Yeah. Cool, cool. You know, but and it's not just a Sonder play; like it's a yeah Cincinnati brewery play. We all have the same competitive prices. Everybody does. We all do. So let's bring it back. Let's let's just let's tie a bow on it here. Yeah. So all of that in mind. It's a lot of all of that. A lot of all of that. How do you go into an account with Record Hop and say um, two things? Right. Oh, we have this hop that's that's super dope. You want to be honest? Yeah, of course. Okay, always. I don't so, want you to lie to no, me. No, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so. I'm very specific, so a lot of my territory is downtown Cincinnati. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a favorite bar in downtown Cincinnati, email Ooh, contact Dan, us at sonderbrewing.com. Contact us at sonderbrewing.com and say, hey. Or Danny at sonderbrewing.com. And honestly, yeah, I really don't care if the, you have my personal yeah, email at this We've point. talked about it. If, not, you, if you listen to this podcast, you know my personal email. Yeah, but, yeah. but the deal is, is like most of those people are buying bar based on people coming in and asking for it. So if you say, for sure. if you go and ask for Sonder and you want Sonder, we'll, we'll get it there for sure. But if I walk into a brand new account, I'm definitely saying, here's my cores. I got you betcha. It's a top 10 IPA, if not better, at Kroger. We got Record Hop, which is our rotating hop IPA, which is different than everybody else's beer. We got Blanc, which is your wheat beer, which is like super, got really unique flavors. It's not found in Cincinnati. And by the way, if you want some light crusher that's also inexpensive to buy, here's Boss, which is incredible and almost priced at the same price as any domestic beer that you would find and, 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 that you could buy. And people are intrigued by Record Hop because it is better than the other IPAs they have on tap. Mm. Okay. And I, I can so, say so, that today I had three different places that had you betcha previously switched over to Record Hop, and they're like, man, that Record Hop is real good. And it's this version. It's it's record hot volume five that they're drinking right now. I mean, I'll shout out an account. Queen City Radio has it on tap, and they're selling it. They also had Truth on tap, so they're selling it faster than any other account that has record hot volume five. Love it. Uh, all right, so Wayne, so well, as we wrap up here with yes. you, and we didn't we didn't get to do much of this today, right? Because today was a lot of different things. Yeah, I had a kid but, since the last time I was on. What's that? I had a kid since the last you time did. I was on. You did. 
So, uh, so I want to do another one where we just get you on as like the side host. I think it'd be a great idea to have you on the Maggie podcast, given that you introduced us to her and everything yeah. else. But, but you're still doing your comedy stuff. Yeah. And I, I want, I want people to know about that. So you've yeah. talked about that before, but, oh, yeah. but how and, and where and when and whatever cool. can people hear about this? Well, we just lined up some dates so I can actually say all that. So I, I run a company. I'll give the whole. Wayne's brief. our resident stand-up comedian. I think I'm going to start bringing hinge dates to Wayne's comedy shows. You're going to do what? Start hinge? bringing my hinge oh, dates. What does that mean? I don't, I'm not hip enough it's, to know what that means. Bumble, it's, a, it's a dating app. It's like Bumble, which is like Tinder, which is like Plenty of Fish, which is like. Craigslist misconnections. <laughs> I think I'm going to start bringing hinge dates to Wayne's comedy shows. Ooh, if you don't do this, I'm going to be. If you can't enjoy a comedy show with me, then we probably shouldn't. Do I it. actually, I can dig that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can dig that, especially the, knowing you and your personality. Like the last person I mean, you brought to a comedy show was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I brought, what? I brought, uh, I brought sorry, our what? pregnant. You can cut that. You can cut that if you need to. I'm sorry. No, she announced it. <laughs> okay, so, cool. so Jess and I went to oh, Wayne's yeah, comedy yeah. show <laughs> a week ago, and this was like during the process of her like letting people know before yeah. she made like the big, the big um, like reveal or whatever. And we were in the tap room together, and she's like, "Hey, so we're going to that comedy show tomorrow. I'm gonna get ahead of this," and like showed me the picture. Yeah. She's like. I'm pregnant, so I won't be drinking tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you know Jess, like, I would have figured it out eventually if she wasn't ordering. Right, which she ordered. The greatest is the story yeah. with JP. When she, have you heard this? Yeah, where they were at lunch and she didn't get a beer. I was like, the only. <laughs> she one, waited the, like a week later and she's like talking to JP. She's like, so I have something to tell you. And he's like, yeah, you're pregnant. Yeah. She's like, the what? only The only logical reason that Jess wouldn't get a beer at lunch is because she's pregnant. Right. What's funny is. <laughs> There's literally no other reason. What's funny about that is that that's how people found out that my wife was pregnant because Jock, Jess was talking her up as some big wine drinker. And we and came, she didn't have any wine. And we came to Thanksgiving and she didn't have any wine. With Haley, Dude, and Haley was awesome. so bummed. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, for comedy, I run Bombs Away Comedy, which has taken a different form now, but we run shows basically right now at the Comet, which is in Northside, and we also run shows at Cobblestone, which is in OTR. New bar. That's where Danny went to the last one. It was a great show. So, we Very actually, safe. The table surface was great. Yeah. So, it's anything inside, which is at Cobblestone, is definitely seated apart. We have all the rules on our Do website. Do you have to buy tickets ahead of time? You yes. have to buy tickets ahead of time. Always on Facebook. Always on our website at bombsawaycomedy.com. Everything's there. Um, we just locked in for the next three months. The last Wednesday of every single month, we're doing a show at Cobblestone. Okay. So if you Sonder fans are there, they have You Betcha on tap all the time, and they have a rotating six barrel. Dude, so they, they had Bella cans two weeks had, ago. Oh, Dude, yeah. stop it. Yeah. I had four, I and did, I felt like shit the next day. I did day. not return <laughs> those. Opening day, we're going to go finish the Bella. By the way, bombsawaycomedy.com. Yeah, sorry. The other place we do is the Comet, which is outside, and the first show is March 26th. We don't have any other dates booked. Look up bombsawaycomedy.com. You'll find everything. Or go Danny just. at sonderbrewing.com. I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the Love podcast that. description. That's cool. what I was going to suggest. Cool. That's awesome. Love that. Da- dash tickets. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> For the link. Yeah, less clicks. Yeah. I'm, I'm way about the less Me clicks. Too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Me too. So, so most people know you betcha as the beer that that, yep, that Sonder has, right? If you were to, if you were to say there's one beer, it's you betcha, right? For the most part, according to the Cincinnati Enquirer, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, based on and, and based on on our tap room and sales yeah. and everything else, right? It's not everyone's favorite, um, but it's it's the beer that we sell the most of, right? So, how does Record Op fall into play with you betcha? It is if 
everybody always wants to have like a West Coast style IPA. And if you betcha sells so great, I'm like, why don't you give our West Coast style IPA a chance over whatever out of Cincinnati national. So do you think that's a different consumer? Is is the record op consumer different than you betcha? In a bar, in a bar or Kroger, either one or a, a bottle shop. In general, is is the you betcha consumer different than the record op consumer? No. You think they're the same? I think they're the same. I agree. I, I, I think that if you like hoppy beers, you're going to have your preferences of what you like, but a you betcha consumer isn't going to have a record op and be like, ew, this is gross. So is it fair to say that the you betcha consumer and the record op consumer um, exclusively drink hoppy beers? No, no, because I think those people also drink Voss when they need something light. At the, I, I think people that drink Sonder beers pretty much exclusively drink Sonder beers. There's so much. Depth. That's. A, I think that's a fair point. There's so much depth of beer consuming at this point because yeah. I think that you hardly ever talk to people that only drink one style of beer. Yep. You have your favorite. You have your go tos. You have your oh, I'm here, but I'm going to continue going on with this type of alcohol beverage, whatever it's seltzer liquor, beer, whatever it is. I think there's so much depth. It's hard to, you know, even nail down what type of consumer you are. I talk about it a lot where IPAs are the beer that I drink the most of, but I'm also the dude that has our lagers and macro lagers in my fridge. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure. putting Bruder and Schwester in my fridge whenever I can. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm the hoppy drinker to the core, but I drink two goddamn nocturnals last night you know yeah, like our yeah. sports oh, beer yeah, which is beer. such an such unbelievable a beer. beer again we are just so blessed to be in yeah. a community that has this much variance in good beer yeah. yeah like there is a pick a style of beer i guarantee you a brewery in cincinnati makes a good version of that style yep oh there, for sure 100%. There, therefore you are able to get a craft local option of your favorite style of beer in cincinnati and even half of those now are canned because of the pandemic and yeah. forced so many people to that's, figure out that's how to true. can some that's beers a good point yep. so many of those beers are not you can pick them up at your bottle shop you can yeah. pick them up at wherever you buy your local beer and that's a good conversation too of like hey you walk in somewhere hey i like this style of beer okay i have x number of options that's right whatever you like pick it but then also, a lot of those places that are in the bottle shops where they're talking to the people that know what's going on, a lot of times they're pointing out Sonder as one of the first places. You know, that's just from... I mean, that's a luxury for you, right? Like, I yeah. think that I'll tout our brewery staff, or our production staff yeah. here, but, like, we make good beer. So, like, we've built this up, this reputation over the last two and a half years of, you know, if you like a style of beer and we have that style available, you're going to like that beer. Let's talk about some music. Let's do it. Dude, I'm all about music. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? All right, Wayne, you know the drill. You get two, I, buddy. I get two. He still gets two, even though he's a second yeah, time Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give him two. You're just buzzed enough to give him an exception. All right, well, since I had a kid since the last time, her <laughs> name is Eloise. Yeah. There's a song called by Penny and Sparrow called Eloise, okay. which it actually is a great song. Cool band. 
They have a lot of long story about them, but this album's great. So Eloise by Penny and Sparrow. That's that's number one. I, mm-hmm. it's, it's on her playlist. We play it all the time. But I really <laughs> like it. The other one, this song popped up out of freaking nowhere. I've listened to it a hundred times in the past week. It's called The Count, featuring Wiz Khalifa by Currency, Henry Feud, and or Henry Fraud and Wiz Khalifa. I don't know where this came from, but I've listened to it a million times. I, I love mean, this song. Wayne, I hope you know that the last time you were on the podcast, you dropped a Wiz Khalifa song. It's a fact. Did I really? Yeah. What, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was it? I don't remember what I it don't was. Know, but, it's, oh my God. but I genuinely remember you popping off a Wiz Khalifa he, song, and I was like, I don't think I've listened to Wiz Khalifa he in dro- five He years. dropped that, and well, he, dropped, he dropped Dreams and Nightmares, right? Yeah, Dreams that, that song is gas. Yeah. That yeah, song is absolute gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't want that third, no, 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 those two, those two work. Stand save one, by save th- one, save one in case Anything you're on again. from the Goofy movie. <laughs> our our song, you know, the songs that make it onto the podcast, we have very loose rules. On oh yeah, them. yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, I would say those are the two I've listened to a lot. All right, so my song, uh, my. <laughs> Danny, I'm going back to the uh, the last couple weeks I've been on the hip-hop train. I love that about you. Yeah, I'm going back to the hip-hop well. I feel uh, like we were both in the country well for we a little bit. We were for a yeah. little bit. You were. Uh, I'm going to a song called Spicy uh, by Ty Dolla Sign featuring Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love Post Malone. Dude, I do too. I, I can't. Dolla Sign. <laughs> Post, Post Malone's peak was like right when I was in college. Okay. So like all of those yeah. songs were like the like house party bangers, which was so much fun. I can't get enough of, of, of that, right? Yeah. Like especially when I, I hit this, like my music listening hits waves. Yeah. And right now I'm like totally on this like just feel good hip hop train. I love that. Um, and this song, I don't know how I discovered it. It's some some like curated Spotify playlist, right. but uh, but I I'm, for the life of me do not know where I get music at same, this point. Same. It like, comes from like a number of places, and I just add it to a playlist, and it works. Like that that Kid Cudi song that I I hit a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the so I I knew that song. I didn't know the name so of it. Yeah, it's Kid so Cudi's good. a Cleveland guy, so I, I, I'm a huge Kid Cudi guy. Yeah, he's the man. His Kid, music really hasn't been the same since like I ten years ago. I agree. Kid, like, Kid Cudi was the first concert I saw with my brother and sister. Oh god, Seriously? my sister bought us tickets. To was go it see your first Kid contact Cudi. high as well? No, <laughs> it was their first contact high from me. I'm the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Yeah, no, no. My That's younger awful. sister bought me and my brother tickets to go see Kid Cudi at the Madison Theater. It was oh, like hell yeah. one oh. of the greatest nights of my life. I Dude, mean, I've Madison lo- Theater is a great place to see a concert. Oh, uh, yeah. Danny, have you ever seen a, a show at Madison Theater? I haven't, no. Uh, I saw Lake Street Dive there. Oh, I love Lake oh, Street Dude, Dive. I saw Dude. Lake Street Dive open for Yonder at a show in Columbus. And when I saw them open, I was like, oh, they're the next thing. Yeah. They're yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Lake Street Guy is one of my favorite bands. Unbelievable. Uh, Rachel Price is a babe, Dude. and she's so good. So good. Her voice is, it, it just slaps. It's ridiculous. So my song, again, no idea how I found this song. It's called The South by John Lewis. I'm kind of back, back on my, like, poppy kind of, like, upbeat music trend. Okay. So my favorite artist. I am, I am, by the way, anything you give me right now doesn't matter because the fact that Quinn 92 just dropped another album and you're not giving a, a song from that album is Dude, ludicrous. That's, that's really what I've listened to a lot of, but this song by uh, The South is just so good. Okay. All right, so... That was fun, guys. All right. Does the best. So this is your jam, huh? So Danny, so Danny, like, unintentionally had this, like, yeah, cool like, idea. I figured this out by accident. 
that, it makes sense though. Yeah, that that we just end every episode with a with a banger from one of our yeah. You get like thirty guests. seconds, right? Is that the rule? Yeah, approximately yeah, we can play this for whatever. I mean, I guess. It should always be the guest, right? Yeah, we, I put agree. A, we yeah. pump out enough music that. And then when it's just me and you, yeah, yeah. it's like a summertime. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's like a summertime jam song. I could be high to this song. <laughs> I am high to this song. <laughs> hey, hey fun. Uh, fun. cheers, guys! Cheers, Thank y'all dude. so much. Thank you. Thanks for everyone dude. for hanging around. Oh, dude, it's awesome.